Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey everybody, my darling, I can't get enough of your love, babe. That's my Barry White. Do you like it? <laughs> I do. Nice. Once again, I thought Barry was in the room with uh, me. Well, I mean, <laughs> as is apt to happen while I'm around. No, but if you didn't get it for my whimsical intro, today is our Valentine's Day. Yeah, or Valentine's. Valentine's, as I like to call it. Valentine's, for those that live in the South Jersey area. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it's true. It is. It is. Valentine's. Valentine's. (laughs) T-I-M-E-S. So yeah, so light those candles, sprinkle those rose petals. Yeah, snuggle up on the bed and watch some shitty movies based around this Hallmark holiday. Oh my god, yeah. It's like we could not have chosen any more mediocrity. I thought we weren't going to do the cliche thing anymore and base our episodes around a holiday. Why? We're gluttons for punishment. I refuse. I refuse to (laughs) not be thematical. I, and you know what? This is my punishment. Having to watch My Bloody Valentine, the remake, no less. Yeah. And... Valentine. And Valentine. Not even some fine-ass David Boreanaz. We'll save that. <laughs> Did I mess up? <laughs> you messed up his name a little bit. I don't oh. think it's pronounced quite that way. No, David Boreano. Bronzo. <laughs> Gonzo. <laughs> Bo- no, am I getting further away? Further away. Oh, well, he's a Hold hot it. piece of A. He is a hot piece of What's A. What's his name? God, say it. Boreanaz. Boreanaz. Yes. Okay. He's hot. Yeah. He is, and he's also, uh, I think, I believe, a Philly native. His dad used to be... So he celebrates Valentine's Day. I'm sure he does celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah, his dad used to be on ABC or NBC, one of the local news affiliates. Was he a hot piece of A, too? He was a handsome man. Dave Roberts? He's a handsome man. No, I got nothing. Yeah. Well, you you didn't grow up around here, so... Let's dive right in here. Which one do you want to do first? Uh, Let's open our giant box of... Oh my god, it's a heart, it's not chocolates. Oh, just kidding. (laughs) JK. JK. Let's open our Bloody Valentine up with My Bloody Valentine. Um, So this is a 2009 entry into the world of So What Who Cares of horror. And it is... Let me look for... Mediocre at best? Um, you know what? Yeah, we'll call it mediocre at best. So I will say that some of my geeky late 90s, early 2000s fantasies were, came to life in that the dude from Supernatural and the dude from Dawson's Creek, who I was very devastated when his character was gay because I thought he was hot, were both in this film and also both very cute. So I'm into that. Plus, that's on the plus side. That's on okay? the plus side, yeah. Um, there's also, I personally dug the social implications of the mining town that's losing all of its guster. And, like, I feel like the, the late, the early 2000s was a good time to kind of have a statement on towns that were very much dependent on, uh, you know, working class jobs that would basically crumble. And we're basically being torn apart by, you know, outsourcing and all kinds of other issues because this was before anybody cared that places in Michigan and places all over the country were being literally torn apart because the jobs were all gone. And let's not forget, 
The Bee Gees wrote a song about this. The New York mining disaster of 1971. Really? Yeah, you know that song? Oh, I'm going to sing it to you off <laughs> air later. It literally is about the 1971 <clears throat> New York mining disaster. Oh, okay. That's why the song is named that. One thing also about this movie that I love uh, is not unlike Friday the 13th Part 3, this movie originally was a 3D movie. So <laughs> there are some of those very obvious scenes. <laughs> Oh my god, the gimmickness, is that a word? Gimmickery? Gim- gim- gimmickery. Gimmickery of this movie is strong. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, here's an axe flying at the screen. Oh boy. I don't think it was as bad as Friday the 13th 3, okay. but it was close. It was up there. Oh my god, because it was so, every kill and every chase scene was tailored around the, oh boy, 3D, and like it really fucking aggravates me. Anytime a movie is, like, I'm just like, don't do it, because everything is going to fucking be tethered to, oh boy, it's coming at me, and I hate it so much. I don't mind it if I'm in the theater with 3D glasses on and experiencing it that way, but any other time. I would still hate it, I feel like. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm sure 3D is cool and everything, but I'm just not a fan. Like, I'll take my Mickey rides and my Harry Potter adventures with glasses on, but for movies, give me some 2D. Thank you. Maybe 4. Maybe maybe 4D. Maybe. Only because I don't know what the 4D is. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to wear glasses for 4D? I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay. So, uh... Ten years ago, an inexperienced coal miner named Tom, played by Jensen Ackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, supernatural hottie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he causes an accident that killed five men and pushed a sixth man, Harry Warden, into a coma. A year later, on Valentine's Day, Harry woke and murdered 22 people with a pickaxe before dying. Now Tom has returned home, still haunted by the past. And something else is back in harmony. A pickaxe-wielding killer in a miner's mask who may be the ghost of Harry, come claim Tom and his friends. Yeah. I think um, one important note there is that uh, Harry killed people in the mines. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. It's, it turns out that the accident that Tom caused... He forgot to bleed the He lines. didn't bleed the lines! Uh, it actually didn't kill everybody because everybody got a pickaxe to the head. Right. And then and- there was also the explosion thing, but... But it was mostly just the pickaxe. Yeah, and Harry literally killed people so that he could have all the oxygen. Yeah, yeah. Dick move, Harry. Big dick move. Yeah. 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 My lord. So, um, but it does bring up the interesting ethical dilemma of whether or not it is justifiable to kill others to survive. Which I know how y'all feel about it. <laughs> I mean, we all know that y'all would be like, yep, Marissa, come here, I got an axe for your head. But again, like, would it be okay? Well, like, is it somehow justifiable that Harry did that? See, in this situation, I feel it's a little different because is there the possibility of rescue? You know, it's like, it does it seem like it was like all hope is lost and they're absolutely all going to die? Because if that's the case, then what's the point of killing everybody? Because you're just going to die anyway. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not in support of killing killing in this scenario. Only because if you if there's no hope for escape and you're all going to die anyway, like, why go through the effort? Because then you're wasting more oxygen going through the effort and exerting yourself killing people than not. That's, yeah, that's not you know? bad. Hashtag not bad science. Hashtag science. <laughs> you so smart. <laughs> um, 
So obviously, I don't even know how we made it eight minutes in without going, fuck yeah, Tom Atkins. That's my first note is oh, Tom fucking Atkins. God damn it. That man is a treasure. Beautiful fucking mustache. Oh my God. What I would do with that mustache. You know what? And he's old in this movie. Don't I'm care. still into it. Don't care. You can mm. be with your... I'm not going <laughs> to... About old balls, but I'm gonna cut myself oh, short. No. With the old I'm, into balls. It. I'm into it. I'm into everything about it because uh, I love him so much. He, he's he dead. He died. I don't think he so. died. Let's no. find the next con he's gonna be no. at and take a field trip. He is. He's gonna be in Australia. No, in in uh, the the Day of the Dead. The thing in. Okay. The thing in the, the Dawn of the Dead. The yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, Days of the Dead. Days of the Dead. It's in Monroeville. They're going okay. to be a Night of the Creeps and oh. a Dawn of the Dead reunion, and he's going to be there, because oh. I saw it, and I'm like, should we haul our asses to Monroeville in June? Fuck yes, we should. For Tom Atkins? Right. Oh my god, Jackie. When there's no more room in hell, Tom Atkins will take over. <laughs> Isn't that how the line goes? That's how I thought about it. Yeah. No, we need to go to Monroeville and we need to maybe do inappropriate things to him. I think that's, I think that can be, yeah, no, I, I don't think he'll press charges. Probably not. How many girls are throwing themselves at Tom Atkins? I feel like people like us. I feel like there's a lot of us. (laughs) I feel like there's a lot of us. No way, dude. You think so? I do. All right. Well, I think Katie is with us. If Katie throws herself first, we're going to lose that battle. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I think if we all, all right, so throw ourselves at one. Don't tell her. Shh. <laughs> don't tell Katie. <laughs> I really hope she's listening. Um, all right. So, yeah. So, first of all, Tom Atkins, who, again, yeah, maybe his cop was a bit of a keystone. But maybe he screwed the pooch by not killing Harry the first time. Mayhaps he's not great at his job. But you know what? He's Tom Atkins, so he can do what he wants. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. When I meet him, do you think he'll write Dazzle Me Marissa on my boobs? Throw me. Oh, sorry, throw, throw me. Yeah. yeah, throw me Marissa on my boobs. That I, you know what? Again, I don't think you're going to be the first woman to ask him that. I really think I am, though. I don't think so. This <laughs> throw me. You're right. Damn it. Uh, maybe I'll make him say dazzle so that it is different. There you go. Yeah, see? He'll remember me forever. <laughs> Wait, I'm supposed to be looking up to see if he's even still alive. No, of course he's alive because he's going to be at the event. So, so <laughs> I love that you're checking if he's dead or alive. I really hope zombie Tom Atkins will be there. That would oh my make God. it so much better. It would be Days of the Dead indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, okay, so my first question for you, and this is, let's get serious about the movie here. Okay. Um, a lot of boobs in this film, but I thought they were not top-notch. I'm going to disagree on on the boobs. Okay. Because naked Irene, in the beginning when she's fucking that dude in the motel, and then, like, he leaves her and uh-huh. she gets pissed. And I want Irene confidence, where I can walk out of a motel butt-ass naked in my heels, pointing a gun at a dude. I want Irene confidence. Now, I don't want Irene consequences, where I end up bloody in a bathtub without a heart. But I want the confidence to walk out in nothing but heels, pointing a gun at my wrongdoer. Yeah, because when he was like, you're basically a hoe, fuck shell, yeah. and threw the money at her, I was mad. That was my most emotional part of this film. Like, that was where I had the most feels. I was like, uh-uh, girl. She's owning it in that scene. And good for her. Yeah. I mean, nobody's stopping you from running out the door naked with some high heels on. But I'm not sure that we would have quite the effect on audiences sure. that she would. <laughs> like I said, I want the Irene confidence. <laughs> I want the Irene confidence... To, to be body confident and truck it outside 
when I have been done wrong. I No, I agree with you. I just feel like there was, like, a lot of... And again, I guess I just... Maybe I'm out of the slasher. Like, I wasn't in my head thinking, like, 80s or 90s style slasher because it was 2009. I thought that... One thing I will give this movie props for is that it felt old school slasher. Because it was a lot of gratuitous nudity, a lot of gratuitous violence... And I mean, you know. Oh, I agree 100%. That very first scene in the beginning when they first investigate the hospital after Harry wakes up. Yeah. Um, like, the, there is just blood everywhere. Body parts everywhere. Like, it is a gore fest and it is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like, for all of its flaws, this film bought the, the ew. And, like, I, li- I even thought some of the scenes were well done. Like, I like the scene where he was... Like, they were escaping from him at the beginning when Tom, you know, was first in the mine with the girl and everything. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought there were moments of genuine tension. And I will admit, something about being under the ground in the mines would bug me out in real life. Yeah, no, I get like, that. Like, I am not built to be a miner, dude. No, I don't I don't have a lot of upper body strength. No, I would totally Derek Zoolander and be like... <laughs> I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. It's not very well ventilated down there. Um, yeah, so so it was in that way I enjoyed it. And then the other props I have to give this film is that, like, I legit didn't know who the killer was. Agreed. Uh, it, it basically came down to the love triangle between Tom and Axel. Axel was such a dick. He was a dick. And I wanted it to be him because he was, was a, a dick. Stu- I was team Tom. Cheating, yeah. cheating on his wife. Yeah, got his pregnant. side girl pregnant. Uh-huh. Didn't uh- even get her a goddamn valentine. Yeah. He was just, he was so douchey. And he was obviously douchey. Um, but so, some somehow hot. See, he doesn't do it for me, and he always annoyed me on Dawson's Creek, so I oh, wasn't he was excited. Annoying on yeah. Dawson's I, Creek. I wasn't excited to see him the way that I was excited to see a supernatural hottie. Mm-hmm. You know? Although of the two supernatural hotties, I'm team Dean. I know he's technically Dean and supernatural, but I'm team Dean from Gilmore Girls forever. Agreed. Agreed. Jared Polensky. <laughs> Pauletto. Paul Mall. <laughs> Paul Newman. Yes, I think, I think that's it. Jared Paul Newman. You guys, just remember how much you love me. <laughs> I can't pronounce things for shit, but you love me. Um, yeah, Jared Polensky. Paul Densky. <laughs> Damn it. I thought I had it that time. I don't remember what it is, so oh, I so can't correct you. Okay, yeah. So Hashtag I'm going to say enough. sure. <laughs> um, all right, so I guess between Axel and Tom, you'd go Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom all the way. Mm, Tom's a little whiny for me. Really? Nah, yeah, he's yeah. a little emo. He is, and, you know, obviously... Even before we realized, spoiler alert, he's the killer. Right. <laughs> well, you know what? He, he can't face his problems. Like, there was all that shit that happened in the mines, and he runs away. He literally disappears from town, doesn't tell his family where he went, and he literally falls off the face of the earth from family, friends, the whole entire town for 10 years, only to come back... And go, yeah, I'm majority shareholder. I'm my father is dead. I'm selling the mine. So now all these workers are out of work. Right. You know, you're through like the the major income for the whole town. You're basically shutting down the town. Yeah, and not that they do a great job at this, but there is like that class warfare thing going on here where like Tom is the little rich spoiled shithead who messed up when he went in the mines and then ran away from his problems and then now is gonna screw them all over. And I think that's maybe what attracted me to Axel is like he was like the working class guy, like, and he was the one who saved her, and like he was a total jerk. But between the two of them, I would totally take Axel. Well, you know what? One thing I noticed, and I kind of guessed it right away, that Axel um, and 
Sarah, mm-hmm. they would end up together because in the beginning when they were in the mines, when Harry first woke from his coma and was attacking, so Axel grabs Sarah mm-hmm. and pulls her to the side with he and Irene. So when they're discovered and they start to run, Axel falls, Irene books it, and Sarah goes back for him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And you know what? Um, Irene really got the shit end of the stick on all this. <laughs> if I really if I really look back on it, I think the true hero here is Irene. Poor Irene. <laughs> Poor Irene. Good, good night, Irene. Because <laughs> your heart ended up in a candy box. Yep. Also, did you know that you can now buy heart, real hearts in a candy box and send this to somebody? I don't know if it's like a human heart. But I didn't read the article. I just saw the clickbait. But I thought about it sending it to you for a minute. And I was like, mm-hmm, too much? <laughs> I never know when I'm going getting into creepy stalker territory. Like when you're sleeping and I'm just standing there. <laughs> Which I'm planning on doing Valentine's Day morning. Yes, of course. Which then obviously you will notice that I always snuggle with a Marissa hair doll that I make from every time I sneak away to go to the bathroom at your house, I pull hairs out of your brush and I've made a Marissa hair doll. You're the only person I thought I had to buy a Valentine for. Like I went to the store and I was like, who to buy for? I was like, well, there's Jackie above my husband and children, just so you know. I came this close to buying you chocolates this morning, but I knew we were trying to be good, so I didn't want to be bad. Oh, that's too funny. Yeah, it's funny. A couple, like two weeks ago or something, I don't even remember what I saw online, but it was like some sort of ridiculous, just something. I don't even remember what it was. Was it the cockroach you can name after your ex boyfriend? <laughs> it was some, I want to say, it, I don't even remember what it was. But I turned to Chad and I was like, ooh, this is going to be your Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> and like before I even showed him, he had a panic like, we're exchanging gifts. Because we never, like, we're just not Valentine's people. Like, we don't really care. Well, you so used we to don't... host Valloween. So <laughs> I'm not shocked that you're not a Valentine's Day person. So he was like, are we exchanging gifts? I'm like, no. Although I will say, sweetheart, that he is. There have been years in the past where, like, surprises show up in the mail for me. And I'm like, dude, we're not doing Valentine's Day. He's like, I know, this isn't for Valentine's Day. It's just for Malentine's Day. <laughs> He's cute. a cute. He's a keeper. Eh. Now, once, yeah, I have kids, so Valentine's Day is like buy them a stuffed animal and make my husband pretend to take them out to dinner and go to Chick fil A or something, you know? Because, yeah. Um, I do miss the days of being in school where you made like you decorated the paper bag and everybody puts a little Valentine's in there. That. Why? Oh my God. I'm so triggered. Okay, so full disclosure, and this is going to be surprising for a lot of our audience. I wasn't a very popular kid. I know. Shocking. <laughs> but wait a minute. Your class no. didn't do whole class. No. Oh, see, no. I remember that, like, no. everybody in the class gave them to everybody. Oh, no. See, up in the hood, they didn't have <laughs> those types of requirements. You just gave Valentine's to the people you wanted to give Valentine's to. So I was straight up Ralph Wiggum in the back of the room with, like, I choo-choo-choos you pity ones. Maybe, like, three. And all the other kids had, like, a billion. And I got, like, three. Every year without fail. I was a loser. I was like the weird kid. Really? Yeah, I right. know. I just, then, I just remember. I, I thought because I thought it wasn't even that. Like I thought it was like the moms. Like the like the moms go out. You buy the box with the characters, oh, and then you no, fill out the yeah, names. Like in the hood, there was no moms buying me Valentine, so kids would like do it on their own. Yeah. No, it was so different, and it sucked because it made me feel shitty every year. And I to this day, and my students were teasing me because I was like, 
we heard they were like, are we celebrating? I was like, there's no celebrating the Hawkeye day in this classroom. <laughs> like, it is like, I am literally going to hang up like black hearts tomorrow if I'm at my way. Because I have Halloween. I hate Valentine's Day. Then, I'll never forget, actually, this is my one cute short story and a shout out to my brother. Because in, in high school, things, shockingly, things didn't get much better for me. And nobody liked the cool girl with the, with the like, grudge look who watched horror movies all the time and liked to talk about death. Um, yeah, I always laugh when we meet. Like, when I look at all the guys we are friends with now, I'm like, what the fuck were all of you when I was in high school? I know. Like, I just literally just nobody ever wanted anything to do with me. And now I know all these wonderful human beings. I'm like, where were you 20 years ago? <laughs> Seriously. Huh, I would have been the bell of the ball at Monster <laughs> Media when I was 18. I'll tell you that much. Not so really. what was the sweet thing Joe did? Oh, right. Sorry. I digress. I digress to my, back to my digression. Um, I was in high school and I was feeling really shitty because everybody had boyfriends and I definitely didn't. And my brother was a senior and I was a freshman. And he had one of his friends deliver this big, like, basket with, like, a bear and flowers. And on it, he wrote, like, from your super cool, not imaginary college boyfriend. And, like, it was so sweet because, it, like, one of the seniors delivered it, so I looked like hot shit. And I got to carry around this big, giant Aww. thing. I know. And he, like, sent it to me because he knew I felt really bad about being alone for Valentine's Day. And I totally looked cool. And I, I can't lie, worth a damn. So I'm sure people were like, that's pathetic. She sent that to herself. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that's my story. So that's my one good Valentine's Day memory. Everything else can fuck you, Valentine's Day. I'm in mourning tomorrow. I hate that fucking day. Anyway, I'm, you know what? I get why people kill in Valentine's Day movies. I'm about to go get me a pickaxe and a mask. Continue. <laughs> so we've mentioned before, spoiler alert, that it's Tom that is the killer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because we both said that we didn't know if it was Axel or Tom. And actually, like, you know... That climactic moment at the end of the movie, Sarah is standing there in the mines and has a gun pointed at both her husband and Tom, and they're both trying to convince her, like, it's not me, it's the other one, it's not me, and she doesn't know who to shoot. And so Axel goes, fuck it, shoot us both. If you can't decide, shoot us both. And that's when it's like the realization of like, oh, he's not the killer. So it turns out that Tom is the killer. And here's where this is really, really stupid. (laughs) Because all throughout the movie, like, you have, like, the the thought of maybe it's Tom. Because nothing really starts to happen until Tom shows up in town again. Mm -hmm. But then there's that scene where the, you know, the the killer locks Tom in that cage when they're down in the mine. Yeah, that was my big, like, oh, it can't be. But there's a point. This is the second time that the miner has seen Tom. And I even have a note. He's had two opportunities to kill Tom. And he hasn't killed Tom. He's got to be, like, it's got to be, like, all in his head kind of thing. And there's even a scene in, like, a moment in that scene where Tom and the minor are staring at each other and they stand up at the exact same time, like, the exact same, like, mirror imaged. And, like, now looking back, I'm a dumbass, you know, for not noticing yeah, that kind of thing. Wrong. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it, though, either. And I think I was so blinded by how much I hated Axel. For Sarah and her, her, you know, little son and how much I hated him for being such a prickly pair that I, I really was blinded by that. So I, I guess in that way it was fun. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Part of me was a little annoyed because, like, it's the end of the movie and Axel had gotten, you know, hit in the stomach with the pickaxe. But he, of course, survives. 
And he does not deserve to survive. He doesn't. Nor does he deserve to go at the end. He's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. I'd be no. like, you know what? We need to have like legal separation. You can see your son on the weekends. Like you cheated on me, got someone else pregnant. Oh, like, yeah. You know, there's like, a, or does this traumatic you almost died somehow mend? mend no. Everything? That's what I'm thinking. I am a petty I'm thinking bitch. no. Yeah. Like, same here. Yeah. Same here. Now I'm thinking you, you need to go move out to that old rickety shed and, yeah, you can see your son on the weekends, asshole. I'd be like, oh, my God, the killer got him in the balls, too? That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Systematically <laughs> cut off your penis. It's so oh my weird. God, that's so strange. That's so unlike his MO. That's weird. It, it definitely wasn't me. No, it definitely it I did not me. cut off your penis. But good luck. <laughs> As you have a penis in your yeah. pocket. Bloody penis <laughs> in one pocket, testicles in All the right, other. To be fair, I would totally send it in a Valentine's Day box to him the next year to remind oh, him. Just in case he forgets. Yeah, just in case he forgets. Keep it on nice for a year. And then send Axel the heart back to the penis. I would put it in the freezer. Yeah. You know? With a little Ziploc bag right on it. Axel's penis. So I don't forget. (laughs) Don't forget who it is. (laughs) Oh, so Dahmer-esque of me. But I won't eat it, so I have Yeah, that's gross. (laughs) Don't be gross, Marissa. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the only other thing I thought was like, I was like, meh, was like I almost kind of felt bad for Tom. Because like they showed like how, just how freaking psychotic he was. And, like, you know, they said he was in a ward and everything. And I was like, oh, do I feel bad for him? And I was like, nah, not really. Like, yeah. almost. I almost felt bad for Yeah. Him. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some issues going on up there. But, yeah, not enough to justify. Especially because, you know, you're killing people. But then you're killing, like, when Megan was killed. When the, when the side chick was killed. Mm-hmm. She was killed simply because she had a connection to Axel. Like, she right. was killed for his benefit, basically. So it's like, that's kind of an indirect shitty kill. Like, if you want to try to kill Axel because he did you wrong, fine. Right. But right. to kill somebody just to get at somebody, like, that's when I don't feel that's bad That's when you start feeling empathy. Well, no, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah, yeah. feel bad. No, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't feel bad. Jerk. He yeah, was just yeah. being a douchebag. You're not wrong. You know? You're not wrong. The other thing, too, is, like, she was a weak final girl. Like, I was annoyed. I was like, you fucking suck. Yeah. She didn't even, like, she had to have Axel to help her. She didn't shoot him when she could have. Like, I was like, you're fucking weak sauce. So that part, you know, kind of annoyed me, too. Agreed. Yeah, but, I don't know, nothing else about this one. You want to move on to yeah. the next piece of shit? I will, ha- I will happily move on to the next delightful <laughs> slasher. <laughs> oh, my God. That I enjoyed. Oh, Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. I enjoyed, what is this, 2001 Valentine. All right, yeah, so uh, this, I can't with this goddamn movie. First off, what's up, everybody from the 90s? Oh my god! <laughs> so I gotta tell you, I felt like I had punched it in my in my DeLorean back to 1998 <laughs> because I was delighted by the who's who of a bunch of people who turned into nobodies now. I know that Denise Richards is really pretty. Like she's I not. know she she's... was so gross skinny in this. But here's the thing though, she's got something about her face <laughs> that makes me want to punch it all the time. I don't know what it is. I'm sure she's a lovely human being. But there's just something about her face where I'm like, it would benefit from a backhand. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, that's my personal opinion. Oh, I hope she one day hears this. <laughs> or she goes, or we find out she went crazy in the news tomorrow. <laughs> that is apt to happen with us. So wait a minute. Okay. My first important note here. Oh, wait. Do your, let's synopsis. Yes, let's, let's synopsis. Love is in the air. On the most romantic day of the year, would-be lovers woo hearts with flowers, candy, cards, and gifts. Best friends Kate, Paige, Dorothy, Lily, and Shelly are young women looking for a relationship, a valentine, 
to die for. And this year, they just might oh get their God. wish. <laughs> I fucking can't. First of all, of a, okay, one of these things is that, like, the other. Paige, Kelly, you know, you know, Shelly, <laughs> Smelly, and then it's, like, Dorothy. Like, Batman Dorothy was the Batgirl, but you gotta strap her with the name Dorothy on top of it. Like, what the? Oh, and not only that, but everyone, like, nicknamed her Dorf. Dorf. They call her Dorf a couple times, and I'm like, did you say Dorf? Dorf Vader? <laughs> like, I know that, like, your name, very easily, Riss. Riss. That's super Riss, easy. Right. You know, Riss, Maris. obviously I'm born a Jacqueline. I'm Jackie. Jack I'm Jack. Yeah. Jack A. Jackalope. Jack, obviously. <laughs> but it's like, hey. Jack in the box. <laughs> hey, Dorf. Yeah, Dorf. Well, like, I feel like that's a noise I make when I throw up a little bit. Dorf. <laughs> Okay, so let's first start with their dance when they're little. Okay. Okay? Now, what's-her-facer is nice to him, right? Like, the, so there's a super nerdy kid, big buck teeth. Yeah, like, the um, nerdy like the glasses. the male version of me back then, basically. It actually looked like a baby Dwight Schrute. Like, he had, like, the short sleeve button-up and the obnoxious big glasses and the buck teeth and... Okay. Yeah, so one by one, he's asking all the pretty girls to dance. Yeah, and they're kind of douchey to him. Yeah. The one girl, Kate, right? I think it was Kate, yeah. Was kind of nice. She was like, maybe later. Yeah. Like, thanks, but no thanks. So Dorothy, that little motherfucker. Dorth, if you will. Dorth. Dorth does what, th- in my opinion, is one of the worst things a woman can do, and that is to falsely accuse a guy. So she gets caught making out with him under the bleachers, and she's so embarrassed that she pretends she wasn't making out with him. And... Yeah. That he, like, pushed himself on her. Yeah, she says, he attacked me. Yeah, it's fucked up, man. Because here's my issue with that. Like, with all of the real sexual assaults going on in our world, like, you are actually going to falsely accuse someone and really, like, hurt everyone's cause. You suck. Dorothy, even though you're delightful in Grey's Anatomy, I hate your face and I want you to just be Arizona. I hate, I hated that character. I hate everything. Everything Jackie, about that Every character. single one of these women was more deplorable than the next. My biggest gripe and why I cannot in good conscience think anything good about this movie is that every single one of these girls is more vapid and shitty and ridiculous than the next. They suck. All of they them. Suck. Oh my god. If you were anything like this, I would never want to be your friend. <laughs> if you went missing, I feel like I'd know. That's true. Well, no, because they went, well, yeah. Also, why does every death in this movie just happen to end with somebody falling into, like, a garbage can or into, like, a body bag? Like, well, that handled itself nicely. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the only thing that really pissed me the F off. Like, first of all, thank God Katherine Heigl got it in the... This- See, she was the one character that didn't have anything deplorable about her. <laughs> okay, you tell me on that date you'd be, like, going for a second date. No, that guy was horrific. Right, so but, she tried to be as nice as possible. No, she didn't. First of all, okay. <laughs> now you got me all flushed. Okay, okay. So you are going to try to talk me into the idea. that, Like, I'm all about suspension of disbelief, but you're going to tell me Denise Richards, Katherine Heigl, and all these hot bitches can't find a good date. Give me a break. Girls like that do not have trouble finding a good man. Like I've I've never been one of them, so I don't know. Me neither. Maybe I'm not talking about my ass here. Maybe when you're really hot, it's hard to find a good dude. I don't know. There's always the thing about men being intimidated by women that are like very beautiful. Well, it's a good thing I'm mediocre. Again, (laughs) 
I know nothing about it. I know <laughs> nothing about it. Maybe I've been writing on big boobs like for a long time, so I don't really. <laughs> I've been writing on personality, so you're you got more than me, man. I literally ride this personality all the way to the uh, to the station. <laughs> um, you're right. Maybe I'm hating on this. Maybe you're right. Maybe the, it is a struggle when you're ridiculously good looking. Also, did you notice the one guy who at the speed dating and couldn't talk? Like, he was a little special. Like, he was like, and he couldn't talk to them. He kept popping up in the movie. I did notice him. And I was him. so convinced he was, like, because I, I did guess that it was Angel. Like, f- right. pretty early on. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm wrong. One of my notes is they should rename this movie Red Herring. Because that's really, <laughs> that's really all it was, was just every other scene was a red herring. Here's, here's what I liked about this movie. And here's, I think, why I liked it. And I know you're going to sit there and make fun of me because you're an never. English teacher. But I liked this movie because, yes, it's a slasher. It's, you know, got, you know, all the hack and slash and the blood and the guts and the gore. But it was also, like, a bit of a murder mystery. It was a bit of a whodunit because because they kept throwing so many red herrings, you didn't know who it was going to end up being. Like, you knew that David Boreanaz was probably the guy from the beginning. But at the same time, like... It, it red herring so many times that you kept second guessing yourself as to who it was. So I did appreciate the fact that there was a bit of a, like a murder mystery-esque thing going on with it as well. So I, I, I get that. I think my where they lose me, though, is that it, do, it it is a bit of a murder mystery, but every single character, including all the males, are like more deplorable than the next. So it's like the cop, skeevy jerk. The girls, kind of douchey. AJ from Empire Records, who will always have my heart. Total skeevy. So skeevy. His art exhibit made me want to take a shower. Like, I would not touch anything. Looking at him with a full beard (laughs) made me want to. And you know, and I'm a girl that loves facial hair. But on him, he just looked so... He looked gross. He looked like a Yeah. And then, like, I, I really liked that there were a lot of, like, people we recognized from the 90s in there. But Jesus, like, whoever wrote these characters was like, could someone in this movie be someone I want to cheer for? Anyone. I'll True. Take anybody. No, I will give you that. That, like, I really, it didn't really bother me when everyone kept dying. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, you deserved it. Or, yeah, I don't right. care enough. Like, and, like, were we supposed to like anybody? Because I definitely did not. Um... The only person that I liked, and it's not even the character itself, I just liked the killer in the Cupid mask when you kill somebody with a bow and arrow. That's creativity. <laughs> I didn't write that. That's down. creativity. I did laugh. I wrote, ah, ha, ha, Cupid in his arrow. <laughs> um, okay, but here's, uh, let's, can we talk about Paige for a second? Sure. Because she's the real villain in this movie. So the guy tells her, the, the weird-looking guy from the speed dating is like, I've got a surprise for you. It's upstairs. Okay, we all know it's your penis. Yeah. So yeah. you go upstairs with him. And you know me. I'm the last person in the world to victim blame. So this is right. not where that's No, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same page with him. Okay. She goes upstairs with him. He's like, ha-ha, surprise, it's my ding-dong. Um, you know, get down there and have fun with it. And she, Like, a simple no would suffice. Like, she didn't even try to be like, no thanks, I'm going to leave. She went straight to tying him up and assaulting him by putting wax on his penis. Well, he said wax it. She went literal. (laughs) 
But no, I agree. I agree. When it's like that escalated quickly. When someone's like, hey, let's go upstairs. I want to show you something. Right. What do you think he's going to This is my chemistry shit that I got for Christmas. (laughs) No, that's not what you're going to see. Right. It's going to be his penis. His penis. Right. Right. Full on. When a boy tells you he's got a surprise for you, nine times out of ten, it's a penis. Just for all the young listeners out there. (laughs) And also. I should teach life lessons. Um, and like like I said, like I don't think he like tried to rape her. No, not at all. He and was a little he douchey a little about creep. it. Oh, he was a huge creeper. And the way he like, you know, said it was disgusting. But a simple no would suffice. Yeah. Now had he been forceful, then girl, you you get yours. Right. But really, like and then just walk away and go sit no, in the bathtub. But you know what again? Yourself. This is the red herring thing. They want you to think that every other character is the killer. Is the Cupid killer. Oh, I never once thought she was the killer, though. I always just thought she was no, a I mean him. human being. Uh, I mean him. Like, hey, come oh, upstairs. Oh, like, I got a secret. Oh, I didn't think that. You know, I, I, I swear, it's like, they just tried to make everybody look like the killer. Oh, see, I didn't read that. I was like, no, that's definitely going to be his penis. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we know that I'm a bit more naive than you are. So I'm like, oh, maybe it is that chemistry set he got for Christmas. <laughs> You're like, I love surprises. <laughs> Is it a puppy? Because I like puppies. <laughs> Your <Super>. candy up there? <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be me. That would be, I would fall for it in a fucking heartbeat. Would you? No, I would definitely be like, it's your penis. I'm, you know what, though, yeah. I think I'm fairly certain that I would be like, it's your penis. But, like, there'd be a thought in the back of my head of, like, maybe he's going to show me a puppy. So the other thing that, like, looking at all these girls and hating them as much as I did, because I really did, they were just all so terrible, um... I was like, hmm, is being super bitchy, like, feminist, should I, like, be, like, supporting their right to be completely deplorable? And I was like, nah, right? Well, you know what? There's a fine line between supporting somebody who has, like, some, I don't, I don't want to say bad, no. Um, When you're just a shitty person, you don't get to be supported. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, you want to lift women up, but at the same time, like, if you're a bad person, then, like, don't feel bad about not supporting a bad person. Oh, good. Dorothy, like, she faked being assaulted. And the kid got the shit beat out of him. And they did a little homage to Carrie because they dumped the big thing of fruit punch on him. But, like, when this kid got, like, she said he attacked me. He got beat up at the dance and then ended up, like, in a mental hospital and, like, Shit went down for this guy. It's not like, oh, he attacked me, slap on the hand, let's continue our life. He got pulled out of school. He went to a mental hospital. Like, her lie ruined this guy's life. And also, she was such a shitty person anyway, because she was yelling at Denise Richards about, like, oh, you sleep with anybody. So when, like, the guy shows up at her house and she's like, I met him at yoga last month and I let him move in with me. He's totally my boyfriend. And it's like, all right, fine. Well, what's his last name? Oh, you know what? This is stupid. I I don't have to do it. Like, you know what? You're being such... Yeah. Yeah. You know what? So, like, I was waiting for her to die, like, on bated breath because I just wanted, like, (laughs) I just kill her. She sucked so much. She's another one I want to smack her in the face. Well, she took the bullet. They, at the end, they thought that, like, Kate thought she was the killer. Yeah. So, in in a brilliant, albeit very stupid and very, like, foreseeable twist, at the very end, she goes back to her alcoholic boyfriend because, you know... Now that they've survived almost getting killed together, it's fine that she literally almost killed him. Like, obviously there are some deep-seated issues in this relationship. Just like the last movie, near-death experience, wipe the slate clean. Yeah, because she's like, it's cool that you're a raging alcoholic. It's cool that I'm scared of you. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I am going to be, again, like, these, both of the women in these fucking films deserve being, like, the least feminist, least evolved final girls. It's like, in the early 2000s, we took a giant step back in what a fucking final girl should look like. Because, of course, both of these films are completely misogynistic, so full of the male gaze, that it makes me ill. Yeah, like, I, I just, I can't even begin to describe how much these films, to me, just capture the very machismo, I'm going to be unapologetically looking at the world through the male gaze. I'm going to have really weak female characters. That was that chunk of time. They're, oh, they're weak characters that are just there to be pretty. Yeah. Like the ridiculously hot, and it doesn't matter if there's substance there or not. Because look, it's Denise Richards right. in a bathing suit, all wet. Like, let's throw back to wild things. So uh, Agreed, agreed. And that's why these films, like, I could, 90% of the shit that came out in this time period can be thrown in the trash to me. Including, unfortunately, this film. Like, I, I really could take or leave it because it was just so, such a giant step back. And at the very end, she goes running back into this guy's arms, who is so terrible for her and such a terrible person. And then, oops, it turns out he's Jeremy and that his nose was bleeding. Now, is he going to be cool because she was nice to him? Is that what we're supposed to take? I'm, okay, so that was my question. So how do we get Dorothy in that Cupid mask? Like, why? Like, that's what I didn't understand. Like, what did I miss there? I think he put her in it after he went up and killed her to frame her because he, he knew that he could get away yeah, with it. Yeah, but didn't she go after... I think so. I think he left her in the room. She came running out to try to get help. Like oh, I took that it makes like, sense. Yeah, like she tackled her friend because she was so scared. She had the stupid mask on, so she just ran into her arms and they fell down the stairs. That makes sense. And then he That's shot her. That's how I read that. That makes right. sense. But I no, read. I do think that Kate, when they were little kids, Kate was the one that was nice to her. And I also think that, like, he's not going to hurt her because. She, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I hurt you, I love you, I love you, I'm sorry, you know, I'm safe with you now. I think, like, he got he got the girl. He got what he wanted. So dysfunctional and fucked up. Absolutely. But yes, so I, don't think he, I, don't think he, I don't think he's going to hurt her. Oh, okay. So gas lady, so yes, problematic. very. Especially because he's still an alcoholic and he's still violent towards you. Yeah, yeah. So and he's a murderer. Really, none of this has been solved. No. I feel just as terrible as I do on any Valentine's Day after I watch this movie. All that, all that being said, though, I do like this one. All that being said, you're like, but uh, all but, all. But I like the movie. <laughs> That's what I love about you. Not me. I burn a copy of it. I'd feel better. Really? That's such a piece of shit. Both of them. Both of these films. Yeah, the the My Bloody Valentine I could do without ever seeing again. But this one, this one I could I could I could see putting on like once a year. This this one this I will is, be your Valentine's. This go-to? might be my Valentine go to. Ah. This this I didn't think it was. I, I think this is worthy of, of another view for me. Like I said, I'm not trying to watch it. Like it's not going to be one of those put it in the background while I'm doing something like kind of movies mm-hmm. that that many others are for mm-hmm. me. But yeah, this is one that I would revisit again. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. I also just want to note that there was a line that Paige says about David Boreanaz. She said he's no angel. <laughs> Get it? I see what they did there. He's angel. Oh. Which then turns around makes me want to watch Buffy and Angel all over again for like oh, the umpteenth boy. time. They are, they, everybody in that show is easy on my eyes. So. Oh, God, I love them. My God. Um, yeah, no, that's a good series. We should dive into that a little bit more. We should. We should We do should it. tackle Buffy. I've been re-watching that, and I've been re-watching Twin Peaks. You know what? I thought about watching Twin Peaks the other day. 
Rewatch is the wrong word. I've never seen it. I saw Twin Peaks a couple, Nate showed it to me a couple years ago. Okay, like the original? Yeah. And I just started it. Yeah, I've, I've never seen Twin Peaks, and I'm kind of excited. I just watched the first episode on Katie's recommendation, and I'm like, oh, me likey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was about all we've got for our very romantic Valentine's Day episode. Yes. Lots of blood, guts, boobs, and slashers, just like we like it here at Jersey Ghouls. Everything I want on Valentine's Day. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. pretty much. A little less Denise Richards, though. Definitely. And a little more actually talented actresses. That would be good. I would take that. There was maybe every female in both of these films were no talent clowns, for the most don't, part. Don't you talk about Irene like that. <laughs> she, again, is the real hero. Irene. Irene and Tom Atkins were my takeaway from that movie. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they the, saved it. They're the only reason that movie gets any stars in my book. <laughs> it's his mustache and her fucking naked confidence. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I don't get it, girl. Um, yeah, so that's about it, though. Yeah, so don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us there. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Again, search Jersey Ghouls. Find our podcast, our blog, movie reviews, and all-around good times on Jersey jerseyghouls.com. And this Valentine's Day, we have a special delight for you over at mesonscream.com because we are launching our first ever episode of our podcast. Myself and Katie are so excited to wax on about film and how it affects us and how horror films shape and let us explore our fears in safe ways. It's super academic and super fun and you can probably yell at us for all of our dumb ideas, but definitely check us out. Again, it's mesonscream.com and we are launching on February 15th. Oh, bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.